You wanna fight the Green Arrow? I'm right here. Hey there, everybody. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Tonight we'll be discussing the latest episode of Legends of Tomorrow titled Star City 2046. We both write for purefandom.com. We have a lot to talk about after this week's episode. You can check out some of the other articles and reviews, as well as a bunch of other awesome writers over at purefandom.com, like Brittany Santiago, who has a weekly post about Legends as well. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast, Sci-Fi Rewind, that you can find at scifyrewind.com. That's S-C-I-F-Y Rewind. Awesome. In case you were wondering, the song playing at the club for Mixed Party and also in our intro is Hot, H-A-W-T, Hot, by Brills and Gosley, which you can find on Amazon and iTunes. Court, let the good people know how they can reach us and let's get this thing going. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jindev and he's Brad ZB. Be sure to use the hashtag PureFans when talking about the show so we can chat along with you. Also, be sure to check out Pure Fandom on Facebook. Let us know what fandoms you're most interested in hearing or reading about. Again, be sure to use hashtag PureFans. All right, so the episode was titled Star City 2046. So, of course, we're in the year 2046. How awesome is that? That makes total and utter sense. Total and utter sense. And it's about 20 years ahead or further ahead than, than I thought we were. I thought like 2023, mm-hmm. but no. 2046. It was directed by Steve Schull, and it was written by Mark Guggenheim, one of the creators, and Ray Utarnichet. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Okay, so the synopsis was, a malfunction sends the Wave Rider to 2046 Star City, where the team faces a future in which they fail to stop Savage and return home. Back on the Wave Rider, Professor Stein plays Matchmaker. Cue all the moans and grunts. Not one single person wants a love triangle or, Lord forbid, a square when Carter comes back. Okay, so how did you like this episode so far? Where's your ranking on it? (laughs) I know we have total different opposite views on this one because I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really good. There's a lot of action scenes to it. Yeah. A lot of development in some of the other characters and not so much in the other ones. Yeah. There were some issues I had with... We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I liked it. I got to know a little bit more um, because, you know, I don't watch Arrow. So, yeah. And I was going to say, I think the reason why we're seeing things a little differently is because I'm up on Arrow and I kind of have an idea what was going on. And I had certain expectations for this episode and it didn't like my excitement level wasn't matched by what I saw on screen. Um, so the, the ingredients were all there for me. Like th- this should have been my favorite episode of the series so far, but it just, something just didn't click like I wanted it to. And there were parts that I really loved Mick going all Superdome or, um, Thunderdome <laughs> was awesome. Seeing future Ollie in star city was pretty cool. The Karna Hawk thing. Now that I, that I know who he is, we talked about that last week, didn't yes, we? we? Or we didn't say spoilers. No, we didn't spoiler it. Okay, good. Well, I, I won't spoiler it. Because who they made him in the episode is completely different from who he is in the comics. And I was cool with that. So on the show, he's D- John Diggle Jr. And you know who he is, right? He was in this week's, his father was in this week's Flash. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So there are elements that I I didn't love as much as those that I just highlighted. Like there were some things that happened in the episode and I, it kind of made me go, huh, what, what? I don't understand. We already talked about this. What? I, it's, it's, no. It, it's, some of it just didn't really work for me. Like, I think there was a tonal shift with some of the things that we were talking about. So, uh, not talking about, but like, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about 
how some of the characters, like, they don't really have too much to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're just hanging around and they're attached to certain storylines. I felt like there was a whole storyline that was pretty much that. There was a whole storyline that was that was the Jax of, of the episode. Yes. That and, was, unfortunately, Jax was involved in that storyline. Yes, it was the weakest link. You are yes. the weakest link. Goodbye. Exactly. Exactly. And that uh, weakest link this time was the entire love triangle plot that took place on the ship. And yeah, it took me out of the action. I I was confused at the whole thing, too. I mean, like, Sarah has a connection with Star City. Mm-hmm. But Ray has this connection also, and he doesn't even want to go outside. Yeah. He Why couldn't they the- have all been involved in everything that was going on in yeah. Star City? I know Jax had to work on the ship, and he and the professor could have done that. That would have been awesome. But, like, it just that part threw me. Like, it was out of nowhere. Right. And, yeah, so that was it. It was just one of those things. The boys decide that, you know, Kendra is a hottie and they go, you know, we should hook up with her. What could go wrong? Office romance. Nothing's bad here. That's the worst idea ever. But, you know, sadly, Kendra has nothing better to do in this whole plot line except to break the boys' hearts. Well, and I I appreciated that she friend-zoned them. And she's like, guys, come on. I was just a barista. And people are really sick of her using that, like, every episode. Like, I was just a barista two weeks ago. But like, yet she was also that. a welder in World War Two. She, oh, she was. She did bring that up. So she's remembering, which is, a, that was kind of interesting. It shows that she's remembering more of her previous lives than before. It's a subtle thing. And I want to see more of that. Right. Less of Professor Stein playing matchmaker, because that was silly. Yes, yeah, Stein is not a very good wingman at all. Oh, he's a bad wingman, and he he has no poker face. <laughs> and, yeah, instead of helping Jax out, he just convinces Jay that, hey, you know what? You two might make a good couple. <laughs> that was funny. Um, and I, I like the connection that he and um, Jax have. That was cool. He's like, well, why'd you just get so anxious right there? You just got really angry. Why? Are you jealous? Well, that was... That, a, that was funny. Yeah, that was one of the little things, too, that came in. It was nice to see that show up. And it was just like a little, oh, cool. Okay, so they're more in touch with each other's feelings. Yeah. You know, so we kind of had that a little bit last week in Russia. Yeah. So we are we got a little bit more push into it. It's like the subtle little hints of things going on. That was cool. But for me, the entire storyline with the possibly love triangle, it, it was weak for me. And, and I'm not saying this just because the Kendra and Carter thing. Like, we barely saw that anyway, and that's fine. But technically, she is supposed to be mourning her soulmate. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you guys are like, ooh, let's go out for drinks. Well, you know, she did it for like three days. No, they were together longer than three days. I know, but on the show, it seems like she's like she's over it. It was so, we don't really, this is one of the weird things, too. We're not really sure how much time has elapsed. And I can't, you can't, we can't really tell how she feels about it. Right. Like, technically, she's supposed to remember their past together, but, like, there's no emotion there. And I'm not sure if that's on the actress or the writing or what. Yeah, I'm not really sure on that one either. It's kind of, it's, it's bizarre at points. I'm hoping we get a little bit more clarification on that later. Yeah. But I think if we had stayed entirely outside of the Wave Rider for the episode and like just stuck with the action there, I, I may have been more happy with the episode. Like I said, the stuff on the ship just took me out of it completely. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Okay, where are you on um, cold and heat? Oh, man. 
we had a big conversation about this even before we started doing this podcast. We did. It's our morning text conversation was crazy. Um, the cold and heat wave. I think this was like, I know this was supposed to be the big uh, Sarah episode. Yeah. I felt it was more cold and heat was the big part of the episode. Or not even cold and heat. For me, this felt like a Mick episode. Right. Well, yeah, more, yeah, a good Mick episode. He was in his spot, man. He was ready yes. to go. Everything was good. Mad Max. It was World War Three, and he liked it, and he decided, you know what? I'm going to run Barter Town. Yeah, like, I'm going to be king. Right. Uh, <laughs> I almost want, I want to watch that show. I it would be good. I want to see him as you know running Barter Town and making everything go in Thunderdome and getting it going. It was interesting because he was so happy to where where he was. Mm-hmm. He liked it there. It was yeah. all good. He didn't want to leave. Even Leonard said, "You know, dude, we got to go at some point in time." Yeah, you could see that Leonard was getting he was getting upset with him. He was very impatient. Like, are we are we done yet? He was like like checking his watch. In his mind, he's mentally checking his watch. Like, is he still doing this? Well, this, that, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah, that was one of the things that uh, Mick was having a ball, you know, because that's what he was having to fall into the party. But Leonard's over in the corner, and he's totally not digging the scene. He doesn't want to be there. He wants to get back out. Mick, though, he's good to go because he's got the important things in life. Yeah. Why? Because I'm not looking to put down roots here. Why not? It's everything we've ever wanted. I got a gang that does everything I tell them to. I got a fur coat. I got a chalice. Speaking of fur coats, where can I get a fur, fur coat like that? Because I could totally rock that. I want a chalice. Was it jeweled? <laughs> it has to be jeweled. No, I don't. It was just I really, you know, uh, what was it pewter silver? Oh, chalice. pewter like Vikings. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Now, if you would have had a like a horn, you yeah. Know. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Like, that would have just, I, I would have let him stay if he had a horn. That whole section was very interesting because you started to see the big rift between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Littered said, you know, it's time to go get our friends. Yeah, because up till now, Mick's been pretty much just going along with everything. Like, he's just been along for the fun. He's been ready to shoot things up and take the morphine and do the roofies and all that other stuff. But now he's he's in heaven. Right, he had the moment with Ray last week, which yeah, know, the but, prison break episode where they bonded and and he helped Ray survive and Ray saved his life or he saved him from a beatdown. And you you, know, you thought things had kind of changed with him, but not so much. He didn't want to leave Ray. Right, and Leonard was like, "Let's go. We need to go help Sarah." And Rip, and he was like, "Why? We're we're good to go here. I'm fine. Whatever." And Leo was like, "But our friends and." That threw me off. Like, the fact that he, he's talking about his friends. When last week, during the prison break episode, all he was concerned with was his friend and partner, Mick. Right. So he and Mick kind of flip-flopped because Mick was all like, oh, no, we need to take Ray. We can't leave him behind. I think I got that one here. Let me play this one. All right. Looks like your new minions are about to go on a citywide manhunt for Rip and Sarah. So what? They're going to kill our friends. Since when did they become our friends? Tell me, you and Raymond seem to get pretty tight back in Russia. I've never been tight with anyone. Mick, it's time to go. You're the boss of me. Actually, I am. And that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of strife going on there. I it, This kind of worries me because I'm like, what's going to happen to Mick? 
I want them to make up. They better not kill Mick off. I'm just saying. I can't take them killing another main character off. No, that would be horribly bad because uh, Mick is my go-to for sound bites. Mick and Ray. <laughs> Mick and Ray. Mostly Mick because, you know. he so, Sometimes no... Dr. Stein. True. Very true. Never Jax. <laughs> no, I got a, I had a Jax one to play too. So You do? <laughs> he had a good one this week, but it still doesn't beat, you know. If this is just a potential future, it doesn't matter if we kill anyone here, right? And they kill a lot of people. They do. <laughs> right off the bat. People are so, dying everywhere. So Mick is like, I'm not going anywhere. I, w- I want to stay here. And, of course, what does Leonard do? He knocks him out. Right. And that seems to be the go-to fix-it for everybody on this show. Um, if your partner doesn't want to get in and do the time travel game anymore, knock him out and bring him, bring him with you. Yes. Mama said knock you out. And, and that's how it goes. Yeah. That was horribly bad, Ben. That's, you know. Well, I, I heard that song somewhere earlier, <laughs> too. I'm thinking, Wow. Um, yes, LL Cool J. Mama said knock you out. Right. So you know what's going to happen next, right? What? We're going to run across the new Carter and Kendra, and he's like, I don't think I can leave here. And Kendra's just going to punch him and knock him out and drag him to the ship. And I'm going to cheer. <laughs> Everybody's going to get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to take somebody into the Wave Rider, you got to hit them. Or roofie them. Yeah, no, this that. show does not endorse roofing anybody. No. <laughs> Oh, one, one side note. Snart said at the beginning they wanted to go knock over the bank that they passed. Yeah. Have you looked at that city? I don't think there was any money in that bank. I'm pretty sure everybody got cleaned out. Yeah. It's not... You might find some jewels in a safe somewhere. Could be, but I don't think you're going to find much. <laughs> so you think this next episode is going to lead up to more heat wave action going on? Absolutely. The pre- that preview looked really good, and it had me really worried. There was one thing I noticed. Mm-hmm. It was when, at the end, when Mick was in the jail cell with the little um, force field on it. Mm-hmm. As Leonard's talking to him, he waves his hand to unlock the door, and Mick's watching him do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of gave me this hint, like, that may come up in the future somewhere. Yeah. That he may lock somebody in there. I don't know. It was just one of those little things. Like, I wonder how much Gideon had to do with the lock being engaged, though. True. Hmm. Like, oh, Mick's acting a fool, so keep him locked in here, okay? Even even Gideon knew. Okay. Oh, Gideon knows all, because <laughs> Gideon was about to tell everybody's business. Yeah. Mostly mostly Kendra did all the work while the bed acted like, oh, shut up, Gideon. <laughs> we can go now. So, Connor Hawk. Connor Hawk. Connor. Connor. Come with me if you want to live, no, Sarah. <laughs> Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. No, 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 wrong one. Okay. Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <laughs> too, too many uh, Connors going on there. We love Connor. Uh, I thought they played this off nicely. You didn't need to know who he was in the comic to like him. You didn't really need to know anything about him. However, that said... We've had two-part episodes so far. This mm-hmm. totally should have been a two-part episode. Uh, maybe that's what it was, too. I th- They tried to shove too much in, and like I said, that entire storyline with the, with the love triangle, that was useless. If they had taken that out and added more stuff in and maybe had a doubleheader, that would have been awesome. Right, and that's what I go with, too. I mean, we didn't know 
we could have had spent one episode, you know, with Connor mm-hmm. and learn a little bit new about this new death stroke. Yeah. And then in the second episode, we could have seen Old Man Ollie. Mm, or hints of Old Man Ollie in the first episode. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Definitely hints of Old Man Ollie in the second in the first episode. But then the majority of the time in the in the next episode, we're going to focus around Old Man Ollie and Deathstroke and everything else because the whole Deathstroke and taking down thing was very convenient. Yeah. To wrap it up in the last five minutes, you know. I think this one as a two-parter would have been the way to go. And honestly, if they did two-parters the entire series, I would be fine with it. Yeah. Spend the time. Make it right. Uh, The one thing I do want to say about um, Connor Hawk, Mm -hmm. when he first met everybody, met the group, and they thought he was Oliver, and then they saw him, and they were like, wait a minute, this is not the Green Arrow? Like, really? Duh. You can't tell. He looks so (laughs) different from Oliver. Right. Like, some of the writing he was for this it. show sometimes, it's like, really? Like, you need to say this. Yeah, they're sometimes they're, they're lost. Yeah. Like, that's not Oliver Queen. No crap. And also, there's a fact that it's 2046. If that was Oliver, I was going to say he wouldn't be moving as quickly as that, but then later he does move really quickly. Yeah, he moved pretty good before. He did. He did. He did. For To be how, how, however old he was supposed to be in what, another 30 years. Right. Yeah. But the sad part about Oliver later on when he started moving around was his noisy arm. That noisy arm was kind of cool, going, though. Beep, beep, beep. I'm like, it's how do you how do you sneak up on somebody like that? Uh, maybe they'll fix it. They'll get Gideon to fix it. And Too bad they don't have a uh, Cisco Ramon in that feature. Hey, speaking of Cisco, where's Barry at? Is uh, that's a good question. Like, how did the city go down that fast? Yeah, where's Barry Allen at? What's happening over there in uh, Barryland? Right, and the dude, like, their death stroke, I can't see him, like, being that powerful and able to destroy that city like that with everybody who, had, who um, now, Arrow had in his arsenal and all his friends, right. like, outside of the city. Like, how did this happen? Now, Is Barry lost in time again? Sh- What's going on? Well, you know, and Barry, he could be in that other time zone where he disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, in the future from, you know. This is true. That that part that it got corrected may not have been corrected in this future. Okay, does that I'm make sense? That. Now I just thought yeah. about that and going that would make it. That would explain why there is no Barry Allen zooming around and Cisco's yeah. unemployed. But where are the other heroes? I know we don't need another hero. Oh, we need Lightning. <laughs> done. That was perfect. <laughs> you win. <laughs> yeah, with the internet. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That's, what, that's okay. what Mick says. We don't need another hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah, uh, Rip telling her to uh, that he'll leave in an hour, but nope, he totally doesn't go. In fact, yeah, he gave her another 90 minutes. And sends in reinforcements. Yeah, of course he does. I think Sarah's in more control of that ship than Rip is. I think everybody, even Gideon, is in more control of that ship than <laughs> Rip yeah. is. Like everybody, even Jax. Oh, I yeah. Jax knows the engines. He's good to go. Yeah. Like, so, I don't think they could have gone anywhere. I think if Rip had really and truly wanted to go, everybody would have just left the ship. Like, try to leave without oh, I, all I, of us. I, I totally agree with you. They just been like, later, we're gone. Yeah. And he has no control over them. Because he needs them. Right. 
Now, I, I, I hated how big of a hypocrite he was, where he's all, he wants to save his future, but Sarah wanted to save this version of this future. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, this isn't your people. It doesn't matter. This is a timeline that doesn't really exist anyway. We're going to go fix and change different things. And she's like, but these people still exist here, and I still need to help them. Yeah, everybody wants to help everybody, and they're not there. These aren't your people. Stop it. I know what you're talking about. I know. Technically, he's still her people. Right. No, no matter what timeline they're in. It's so like, tell me you didn't cry during the flash this week. Yeah, I cried. I know, but still, even right. he had it right. These aren't your people. But Don't get attached. Yeah. Flash, flashback there. Try not to get attached. A flashback? Hop. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just think, your Rachel in another timeline would still be your Rachel. True. You'd still do everything to save your Rachel. Yeah, I see your point. Okay. We, like, what happened to everybody else what? in Star City? We already talked about Barry. But where did everybody else go? So you didn't. You don't really watch the Arrow, so you don't know who he has at his back, right? Well, I know some of the people. I know Felicity's in there, and I know some of the other people just from flashovers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So he has like a, a huge team behind him. He has. He even has the cops that work with him sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I don't think like they would have never abandoned him. I think everybody died. Not sure about Felicity though, because we saw her name on the old Palmer building, and well, clearly they- she took an even bigger role in the company that Ray left her. So and I don't I don't think things ended well with her and Oliver. Well, they did say Felicity left. Right, right. So, so I don't think she died. I just think she probably you know I could see after Oliver got his arm cut off or, or lost his arm that he yeah, probably he probably pushed her away even further than I would. Who knows? From where he was, he kind of tumbled into darkness. So I imagine yeah. she just said, "You know what? I'm done. Later. Yeah. Peace out." True story. Mic drop. <laughs> or. Bow drop. Ugh, done. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think we're going to know. We'll, uh, it, we're not coming back to this timeline. So, No, I, I doubt we'll see this timeline again. So the time travel in this episode. Mm-hmm. This week's episode tuned in perfectly with future Terminator type timelines where they are able to take something back from the future with you. And even if you change the future, it's still there. Now, if they were in the Back to the Future timeline, then the little motherboard thingy that they stole would have just faded away when they changed the future, which would have put them back in the same boat they were in. Right. So the timeline, the Oliver and the Connor Hawk that we saw last night, even if they go back and they change something, they'll still exist mm-hmm. in some island of a timeline. But whereas if it had been Back to the Future, if they changed something, they would disappear like Marty's photo. Like, um, like remember Stein's ring disappearing? Right. Yes. Oh, my God. They jump around so much, Brad. Yeah, I know. It's just <gasps> all over the place. And that's where I'm going. We've, we've never seen anything like that on. See, now that, even, that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. Because it, what are the rules? Yeah, because of this his world? ring shouldn't have disappeared. I know disappeared. If we said we'd stop asking that, but I need to know. Right, because his ring shouldn't have disappeared because he already had the ring and he took it with him, which means that the motherboard thing's going to disappear and they're going to crash and all die. Right, it's supposed to be the Terminator thing, not uh, the Back to the Future thing. Uh, okay, I'm, I will st- I'll stop. I don't know. Cause we won't stop. We will never stop. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right, so no Vandal this week. Were no, you disappointed? Not really. Yeah, there was enough going on. I think it would have been nice if we would have got a hint that Vandal had something to do with Deathstroke coming to power in there. 
Which, but that would been that, w- that would have made sense because this version of Deathstroke, um, he was a he was kind of a weakling for well, me. Like right. I, I didn't believe him. That would have been a good one for, like I said before, like a two part episode where then he could have said he could have just hinted, like you know Stein and Jax and and Kendra did about you know Vandal helped me do something or somebody could have just said Vandal did this, Vandal put him in charge, Vandal did this, and that would have been fine, right. Even with that, I enjoyed the episode. Even though we really haven't progressed the main plot line with Vandal and all that, we just keep jumping around all over the place. We did get to learn a little bit more about time travel that still confuses us and how some things can change in the future while others can't. Right. What are your closing thoughts on this one? Mm, like I said, I enjoyed it more than the pilot. and But I, I, didn't, I didn't love it. There was things that they did that just didn't make it work for me. I kind of sort of liked it better than last week's episode. Well, I, and I like last week's episode, right. the prison break thing. Yeah, it's all different. I'm, it's yeah, I liked it. I didn't hate it. I liked it. It was just different. Yeah, two parter would have done it for us. This is true. Right. So, so I wish there was a way they could have brought back Slade Wilson as this Deathstroke. That would have been awesome. Like if he had been put in the Lazarus pit, and all of a sudden he was all strong and had all these rages, and he was trying to kill Oliver. That would have made more sense for me. But right. his son. No. Or, uh, Damian, he didn't do it. Or Damien Dark. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, unless, no, it doesn't matter. Okay. I was like, uh, is he supposed to die in this season of Arrow? But we don't know. It could have been a different timeline because apparently Sarah and um, Ray matter a lot to whether right. or not the city survives. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, if you aren't already there, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. We both have a lot of different articles there, and there are tons of other killer writers filling up the site with amazing fandom articles. So as always, please let us know what you thought of an episode. You can hit us up on Twitter. Make sure you use the hashtag PeerFans or visit the Peer Fandom Facebook page to let us know what you're thinking. And if you got a favorite moment of the week, hit us up in the comments below and let us know. Otherwise, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Conahawk. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Don't you get it, Mick? If we take out Savage, this immortal monster, can't you see what that gets us? No. Tell me. We'd be the two baddest sons of bitches of all time. I don't want a ticket tape parade. You know what I want from this world. Yes. To see it burn. You lay a hand on me again. You'll burn too.